Hello and welcome to Cinema Spectator, a show where an expert and a casual watch movies uh, in the cinematic canon. I don't really remember. I don't have it pulled up right now, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a, a show and we're in person right now. That's it right. It feels good. Yeah. The room and the sound might be a little different, a little more echoey because Cameron and I are trying not to scream. This room's not treated, but <laughs> we have pretty nice mics and hopefully decent technology to close out the sound but yes we're yeah. in person i'm excited for it um i would be much louder but it's a lazy sunday night it is it feels like really casual and relaxed yeah. you know yes yeah uh, there's, there's a candle going we're like literally recording on a couch i know yeah it's such a big couch <laughs> that we're like <laughs> we're literally sitting crisscross like I'm like tucked in between two pillows. I hopefully the hopefully I don't become a goblin by the end of this episode. Yeah, like I said, like it's swallowing me basically. Yeah, it is kind of enveloping me. It's like it's like in cartoons when they sit down on like a couch <laughs> and they're like, you know. Yep, yep, most um, definitely. And well, we're we're doing something different too. I mean, this is uh, since we're in person, we're in a living room setting. There's actually a TV. We have the movie we're talking about today playing on in the background. Yeah. Um, which it could, I don't know. Like I know a lot of people talk on YouTube to the the, the the film talking in the background. I don't know. It's just I think it's going to be different. It's going to bring out some new stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Um, well, today's film is The Last Duel, directed by Ridley Scott, um, starring Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Uh yeah, I big guess. a huge cast that and for a movie that you haven't heard of. Yeah, well, it's funny because Ridley Scott, he actually released two movies this year. That's insane. Um, this was wow. the earlier of them. Oh, no. Well, yeah, I think so. Uh, they kind of released near the same time, too, which is mm. super weird. Um, he released House of Gucci, uh, which, oh. you know, got good reviews, but um, a, a little bit more mixed than this movie. And then um, this one, obviously. So, yeah, um, yeah and it's it's a I think it's a very interesting movie. It's a take on the classic um, Akira Kurosawa movie, Rashomon. Um, I know you don't know what that is. No, but I don't. Hannah, it's all right. I have no idea. Um, yeah, uh, which is actually a movie that I dislike. Um, I am a Kurosawa fan, but that is one of his movies that I didn't really connect with um, personally. Now, what, let's go a little bit into Kurosawa because I've heard that name. I just yeah. don't know anything about like what kind of movies does he do? Yeah, he does mainly samurai movies, but we talked oh. about him a bit because he was the inspiration for uh, for the Dollars trilogy. Okay, um, right. So uh, yes. Yojimbo is mm -hmm. uh, basically a fistful of dollars. It's it's the same movie. So, oh, okay, um, right. Yeah, but then se different settings, obviously. Yeah, um, and I think they actually sued them for for like <laughs> the, the theft of you know, that story but rashomon is about a um a, a woman who gets assaulted and uh, sort of a three telling of of you know what happened um and for me it was a little i didn't really love the ending and i think there's there's some problems with it but it is considered a classic and mm. it's like very 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 highly regarded um you know and it's it is good. It has it has certain things that are interesting about it, but I I didn't really connect with it personally. Interesting. Um, interesting. but this is obviously a modern sort of take on it, and it it also um is based on a true story. Mm. Um, yes, I saw that at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, not like fake based on a true story, but like it it actually is about uh one of the last duels in in France. Oh. Um, and with these two people um, oh, wow. and, uh, you know, about the rape of, of his wife. So wow. um, it is it is, you know, pretty much 
I, I don't know about historical accuracy, obviously, but it is pretty much the story of, of what that happened. No, not the last, because there's like pistol duels in the future. Um, yeah, so this was one of the last sanctioned duels um, in like the medieval French period. Yeah, um, interesting. Although I don't think France really had that many like duels like that. America was very <laughs> yes, was yeah. very high on the duels. That's what I was saying. I was like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure sometime in the 1700s there was a couple duels. Yeah, so I th- I think there actually were there was one last one after this. So it's not the last duel, right. but it is, you know, the last duel. I mean, let's be honest. So this this story seems pretty pretty crazy. And I like yeah. I mean, the presence of the crowd at the end and the anticipation of the result. Yeah, the king who's yes. like just like so joyous. Yes. Yes. Very cool die. Like we we should de- I want to get into this film you know cameron and i usually linger a little bit i want to hear what you've been watching i've actually been watching a lot me too so i'm excited to hear let's hear some highlights from this last week yeah so i went to the theaters like three times in the past week um so i saw licorice pizza again which um we gotta see it's so good Mm. um i also saw west side story and i want to talk about this a bit because hopefully we'll be able to do that next week um Mm. uh, and i'd love to do maybe i know uh saturday is christmas but maybe sunday we can go and see it and then yeah do a i podcast. think it's a possibility um well we'll talk about it later i guess but um yeah but it's i mean it is like genuinely one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen mm. it is so so stunning and just the you know the even the visuals alone are enough to to be you know keep you engaged but it's also just like um I don't know. It's just such a well-made movie. I I, I can't say enough great things about it. Um, I also watched, uh, well, I watched The Last Duel, and then I watched a movie called Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Um, and that was really good. It was basic. I mean, it's pretty much a movie that like made right for me. Like yeah. <laughs> like there, every now and then you get you get movies that you're like, oh wow, I like that was. Uh, uh, the death of Stalin was like mm, they tailor made mm, that movie yeah. for me, <laughs> um, but uh, but this movie is like oh yeah it's weird it's like um, it's like kind of got a creepy uh, mysterious very classic noir vibe mm. and it follows uh, it's a remake of of a movie called Nightmare Alley uh, which I haven't seen but um, it follows basically like the noir blueprint um, and it's it's. It's awesome. It, it really, it really does it well. So, um, yeah, I, I recommend that one too. Is it it's, is it in a modern setting or is it like kind of old school? No, it's in the forties. Okay, cool. Yeah, it takes really place cool. in the forties. Yeah, um, yeah. Bradley Cooper uh, stars and uh, yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's honestly a, a huge cast and like it's it's a bit too long, um, but it it's got like a lot packed in and you kind of you kind of feel. Like there's there's a lot going on. So yeah. Um interesting movie. Not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Uh people probably aren't gonna re- respond very well to it because <laughs> it's like, you know, just a very normal noir movie that's also extremely weird and off the wall. Mm. Um so, you know. Uh and then let's see, I'm trying to think. I think that was all that I watched. Um yeah. Well, I actually had a week where I watched more than a movie. 
I watched three movies Dang. this week, which is a Pretty lot. Impressive. That's a yeah. lot for me. Actually, shout out to one of our patrons who we talk about a lot. Juzo um, has high regard for Casino Royale, and I actually sat down and watched it. Uh, fantastic film. I, I like. I don't know why I had never even sat through the movie. Yeah. Because um, I had seen beginning bits, and it's so much fun. It's probably one of the best Bond films that people just don't talk about that much. Mm, mm. Um, now, I haven't seen Quantum of Solace, and I did see Skyfall. I didn't see Spectre. I think that's the one after that. Yeah. And, but I did see the one, No Time to Die, this year, which I really enjoyed, which kind of, I was like, maybe I should explore a little bit more of the Craig films. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really do think Craig's Bond, the as far as the ones that I've seen... I've watched a couple old James Bond films and they're either like dated or they're kind of slow or if they are a little bit more action packed. I think I watched I watched Goldeneye when I was younger and my expectation for that movie was very high because of my love for the game. Um, and so I was like disappointed by the film. But everything that I've seen with Craig, I expect nothing and usually find myself quite pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to maybe even like dive into a retrospective and really go through the other two that I haven't watched revisit Skyfall. It's been a while since I've seen that film too. Um, but yeah, really good movie. If you haven't watched Casino Royale or seen it in a while, like it's very, very good. And yeah. a lot of cool, like cinematic technique in the film as well. Like weird first person breaking in the fourth wall where the person like staring at the camera, like <laughs> yeah. really strange decisions in there that are like bring the movie alive in, in a cool way. Um, then I watched the first matrix, um, which I'm just excited for the new one. Not really sure why I'm excited because I don't really consider myself a Matrix fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, but rewatching the first one, there is really something special about the first Matrix. I really do think that the movie, although it's full of a bunch of dumb sci-fi stuff where they're like, well, we're spending the entire first half of the movie explaining everything to you um, in the best way we can. It's such a joy. There's so much um, heart to the first film. I was like really surprised. I was kind of taken back how yeah. much love there was in that movie. And I, there's also like so many scenes that are like iconic and cheesy, but they still aged in a very pleasant way. And although some of the CGI is dated, it's still effective. It's mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. um, fun. And Jules watched it with me. She had never seen it. So it was really fun to watch her, her yeah. reaction to the film. And she was like, you know, this movie's disgusting when a bug goes in the <laughs> belly button or whatever. But she was like, I I still like I'm kind of drawn in by it, even though it's weird and I don't quite get it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember really enjoying the first Matrix, though. It has been a while. Um, and I, I'd like to go back and, and revisit it. I, I haven't seen any of the sequels, so um I have a love for Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> even though it is a, not a good film. Um, Matrix Reloaded is one of these movies for me that feels like a drug trip, uh, or I mean, not that I know what that would feel like, but <laughs> it reminds me actually a lot of like some of the, the dream states I've been where mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm having like deep dreams that are like very kind of mind bending. And I think Matrix Reloaded captures a lot of that in a way that doesn't quite make sense with like the old Oracle girl or la old lady in the park with pigeons. And then all of a sudden, like they're on the freeway and there's all these, there's just really unique locations to that movie that I like the third one. You don't really care about that much. Um, anything outside of the actual matrix is kind of boring. It sort of reminds me of like the hunger games where it's like, 
You just want to get to the games. Yeah. You don't really yeah. care. I mean, you care, but like, let's be honest, we're there for that. You know? Right. 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 Um, I think the first movie spends a lot of time in the matrix. And I think that's yes. what makes that movie so special to people. Yeah. And there, there is something interesting about like being, uh, I think it deals with a lot of really fun concepts yes. too, of yeah. like, you know, waking up and, you know, under, not, not understanding where you are basically. Um, you know, and then, and then being, you know, being awoken from that. And, uh, you know, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of cool things going on. There's a, movie. there's a hilarious amount of like political connection. Oh yeah. To yeah. I mean of course like the red pill and the blue pill yeah. is really interesting and it's interesting how that has obviously I think that movie built a terminology that was then transitioned to the political conversation. Yes. Yeah. But even in that context of like hearing the memes around being red pilled or you know being woke, right? Um some of the concepts that the movie brings forward like it is almost it's not like critical but it, I, I had forgotten how interesting it is, like looking at Morpheus's characters and Morpheus's flaws, mm-hmm. even though he is aware of the Matrix. And yeah. there's also a character who's like, I'd rather forget all the knowledge I have and just live my life in a simulation. There's another character in the movie that's like that. Yeah. So they really kind of begin to play with this, like, well, even if it's fake, it's it's like ignorance is bliss in some way. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Mr. Smith's commentary with like, uh, this interesting, like talking about how, like, well, when we first made the matrix, it was a perfect place, but humans hate perfect places. They want flawed, depressing places, you know? And it's it's very, Very like, I was like, wow, this movie's kind of like, it's got some interesting, um, commentary in it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, 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 Honestly, have no expectations for oh yeah uh, the the sequel, but um or this this upcoming one, but um I might go see it. I'm you know whatever. It's it's just there's so many movies coming out right now. It's kind of insane. Yeah, and of course on Thursday I saw the new Spider Man. Yeah, which I don't need to spend too much time talking about. Besides the fact that it was just a great nostalgic trip for me. I don't. I mean, I love Sam Raimi's Spider Man trilogy. So it was just a treat to see those villains return. And there's there's just the movie has a lot of love for Spider-Man in it. It's a much more serious Spider-Man film. It's a film where Tom Holland's Spider-Man no longer becomes a boy. There's actually like I mean, Spider-Man's a tragic character. So like Tom Holland's representation of Spider-Man has been pretty mild. I'm yeah. being honest, like yeah. it's like kind of obnoxious, like I'm in high school, which I like that stuff because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, Peter Parker has never been like a high schooler, right? So those first two Spider-Man films like with um, Tom Holland, they really capture sort of that like rom-com teen vibe. And this is the movie that's like, we're going to show like uh, these characters who have been super friends in a super universe really begin to face like like difficult things in life. Um, and some of them are not like, like when I say that, I, th- I know that mo- some people who haven't seen the film are like, oh, well, it's going to be like, you know, everybody knows like Uncle Ben's death in Spider-Man, right? But there's like little things like there's um, stuff about rejection from colleges and things like that. Like this, the weight of the world beginning to come down on these young kids who are like, oh, wow, like life is not that easy, you know? Yeah. Um, And so I really liked some of those things. There's so many cheesy, cringy moments in this film too. 
I could not help it. I loved it. Had a smile the whole time. I uh, I really enjoyed it. So if you're a Spider-Man fan, which there's a lot of people out there that like Spider-Man. You yeah, know? that's um, true. You should watch it. I know you're not super interested in Spider-Man, Cameron. Not really. Yeah. Um, Have you not like Spider-Man like at all? Like, I mean, like you played the games, right? The Spider-Man yeah, games. Yeah, I good. played. I played uh, several of the games. Actually, I like them way better than any yeah. of the movies. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Even the the Raimi Spider-Mans. I was always the Spider-Men. Spider-Mans. <laughs> um, even the Raimi Spider-Mans. I was always like, eh, it's all right. It's got some interesting stuff. Um, there's good sequences and I really like, um, I don't know. I like like bits and pieces of all of those movies, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. as a whole package and like, there's like the wrestling scene in uh, Spider-Man oh, one yes, I love. Yes. Um, and, but, and like that, that when Doc Ock in the second Spider-Man wakes up, uh, in the hospital, yes, and, like, tears everything apart. it's an awesome scene. Yes. So, yeah, so there's like there's bits, um, you know, when when Peter Parker's dancing in the street uh, in oh, Spider-Man yeah. Three, <laughs> but it's like Sam Raimi just like flat. He's being himself. Yes, in the in the yeah. movies. Um, but I but for me it was I never was like attached to it. Um, as a franchise, it it just wasn't a thing. So it's interesting, know. you know, not to linger too much longer on it, but. One of the critiques I've heard of this film is that the filmmaking is a little inconsistent or it's very flat mm -hmm. elements of the filmmaking. And I heard that first from like a Chris Stuckman review on YouTube. I just wanted to hear his thoughts on it. And he pointed out and I was beginning to think about it. And I was like, yeah, there is something really weird about the way the director put this movie together. It almost feels pieced together in some regards. Mm -hmm. um, there are some well. there are some really good sequences in the movie. Like there's some standout like. There's a Doctor Strange fight with Peter Parker where they're like in the mirror reality. I don't know. Did you see Doctor Strange? Nope. <laughs> Basically, the mirror reality, any of the fights there are like inception battles. Yeah. yeah. So they're very like visually overwhelming. Sure. And, and they bend a lot with like perspective. So those sequences are always pretty amazing. And there's a really cool fight um, in this film about midway through in the mirror reality. And um, yeah. And also like there's some great action with um willem dafoe is just fantastic i just that actor is just uh, it was amazing to see him step back into the role of the green goblin and not just like be okay at it but like nail it and yeah. i know that they did some like de-aging to these guys as well uh incredible cgi work like he looks just like he did in the, the raimi films yeah so it's, it's yeah. kind of freaky because you see the interview <laughs> and you're like wait a second like yeah, he's like aged. <laughs> I mean, he he's doesn't old. look he doesn't look that bad. No, he, he still looks good. He's in uh, Nightmare Alley, um, and it's funny. Juzo was saying that the last three movies that uh, he saw, Willem Dafoe was in all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and Spider Man included. I, yeah. I can't remember what the what the second one was. He's but. such a joy to watch on screen, and I mean. Every I, I've just grown on him from like I saw him in Platoon after the Raimi yeah. films. I was like, he's good. And I saw him in Florida Project. And I was like, he's, he's great. Amazing. Yeah. And to see him again in Spider-Man, uh, just flexing the he he does like that whole like Norman versus the Goblin and then like the almost like the Gollum-esque thing that's mm -hmm. a little more subtle. Love it. So good. All right, yeah. Cameron. We we gotta we gotta start talking about this film, but I want to get your hot take first, kind of along the lines of this movie. Um I was talking about this with Jules because she watched this film with me and she does not like 
uh, fantasy, but she also doesn't like sci-fi. So I was just going to ask yeah. you right now, like, where are you leaning? Sci-fi or fantasy if you have to pick? Yeah, it's well, it's interesting because there's a lot of bad sci-fi and there's a lot of bad fantasy. So, yep, like, yep. I, I kind of prefer just good of either, you know, like, <laughs> so I don't I don't gravitate towards one or the other. I think I think it does come in waves because there's like a lot of really good sci-fi that's like, you know, like we we did Sci-Fi Month yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, like, dang, this is like, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling the sci-fi. I'm feeling aliens. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, uh, you know, every now and then I'll I'll go back and I'll watch the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, you know, I I I love the medieval setting. I always have uh, since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, yeah, to, to sort of enjoy those those really um you know horseback riding and you know that kind of thing like yeah. it's just it, there's something about that that i find um uh, pretty romantic and it in a different way than i enjoy sci-fi movies i guess they do so. really sort of like i i feel like there's such polar opposite settings in some some way as a kid i'm i'm actually what i'm thinking about right now is like did i have more sci-fi legos or more fantasy legos yeah, right. I definitely had more sci-fi Legos because I yeah. just bought all the Star Wars ones. Well, I mean, like, that's how I felt, too. Yeah. But as I'm starting to think about it, I was like, hold on. I actually do. I had a lot of those castle ones. I right. had, like, some yeah. of these knights. I don't know if you remember those Lego knights that had, like, blue, red, green, and purple armor. Do you remember yeah. those guys? I yeah, I know what, what they were called. Um, I think it was just a knight set. Like, it yeah. Was, it was just, like... Because Lego had obviously now they only do like branded stuff, but um, they used to just have like sets. I remember having like a castle that had like a ghost um, mm. of some sort. I don't know if uh, I remember that. And the ghost he glowed he glowed in the dark. Oh wow! Um, and that was that was pretty cool. But I I remember I had lots of castle stuff, lots of Viking stuff that was like mixed with that, and those kind of blended into the same world somehow. Yeah. Um. But then on the sci-fi end, not only did I have a boatload of Star Wars, but then there was more stuff. Like I had like these Mars lunar mm -hmm. lander. And yeah. So I, I think I have to lean sci-fi yeah. for me. I feel yeah. like there's something about that that um, I honestly, like if I had to play roulette with sci-fi movies or fantasy movies, I feel like I'd come out on top with the, with the sci-fi ones. If I really, you know, I don't, I, that's. I just think you have a better chance of finding a better sci-fi movie over a fantasy one. So yeah, pro pro that's probably true. Although, again, there's some really bad sci-fi movies. <laughs> like, especially you know what's you know what's funny is I think sci-fi movies probably on average are better than yeah. than fantasy movies. But I think sci-fi shows are way worse oh. than fantasy shows. Well, now like, I don't know if you're talking about the channel or the genre. Both, both, <laughs> because like. You know, there's there's like you every now and then you get like one good one. Like yeah. I think I hear the Expanse is really good. Yeah. Um. There's you know there's there's a handful of move or of shows that like are long lasting that have have like done really well. Obviously, Star Trek is is mm -hmm. you know the classic mm -hmm. example of that. But then you know I don't know I, I just I feel like I feel like I've heard good things about Vikings. I, I haven't watched it. Um, Game of Thrones obviously is is a classic, except mm. for the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the bar is is higher. <laughs> Game of Thrones. So I mean, I think you know we can talk about Game of Thrones. We we should definitely get into this film. Yeah, um, and there are some yeah. elements that I liked about this movie that I remember 
I don't know. I don't know. I watched the first season of Game of Thrones. I didn't get any further than that. So, um, yeah, this movie gave me a little bit of that vibe for not. I don't know. There was just something about it that I thought was unique. But yeah, I think it's like a grittiness, a realism in fantasy. Obviously, there's like high fantasy. And, yeah. And yeah. low fantasy. Uh, this is, you know, supposed to be. It's not really fantasy either. This is like supposed to be historical so right it's pretty it's pretty medieval um in terms of its setting i think what it was is that there's something about this movie that has a like infused drama yes element that it it makes it feel almost like fantasy Mm -hmm. even though it's historical because the drama is escalated to i mean yeah the the plot of this movie is about you know, which we haven't said really, right? Yeah, we should uh, we should probably talk about that, before we do that. Yeah, this is of course uh, a movie podcast. Cinema <laughs> Spectator. You can support us at patreoncom slash Productions. Throw a couple dollars our way, get an exclusive episode of the show each month just for the dollar level. You can also have your questions read on air at the five dollar level. A bunch of other benefits. Just check it out over there. If you don't have a few dollars, it's all good. Cameron and I get it. You can just give us a rating, tell friends and family, and I'm done shilling. Let's do it. That was impressive. He didn't even look at his note card. I mean, I I there's like a couple bullet points I'm supposed to hit through every time out of just I don't know, professionalism, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we just have it written down so that we, I know. feel like if you if you really had your way, Cameron, you'd almost have me never mention the Patreon. Um yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, we say in the description and whatnot, but um engagement is good. I, I understand. There's there's something to you want you want a call to action, you know? Yeah. Well I figure some people, you know, they they want more and and so I throw it out there and no one takes the bait. So Yeah, no, it's true. There but, we go. But hey, you know, that's that's life. That's life. You, you, what, <laughs> you can't get anything if you never ask. So. True. true. There you, miss, you miss all the shots you don't take. At Wayne least. Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's talk about a rape movie. Yeah, so, let's do um, it. Um, yeah, this is a very pleasant and happy movie <laughs> about family, <laughs> friends, the, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. This is a very dark and da- dour movie about... Um, a uh, woman who is raped um, and sort of the journey, different perspectives of how people think of these things um, and the, you know, the the call for a certain kind of justice. Um, yeah. And it's a very interesting movie because it, it takes place in three parts, um, sort of uh, with an epilogue and a, and a prologue as well, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it takes place in three parts um, and it goes through the three prospective characters who are you know, mainly involved, which is Lady Marguerite, uh, who's the last chapter. That's, you know, the the woman who is raped, um, Adam Driver's character, who is the rapist um, and uh, I guess spoilers, but you can sure I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Lady Marguerite's husband. Um, who is Matt Damon, um, yeah. who honestly plays just a killer, killer role. Like this is like the best I've ever seen him in this in this role. You know, there's some moments with his accent that are kind of bad. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, I, all of the accents you could just disregard. Yeah, I, I would say because nobody's being consistent in this. Movie, right. Which is which is fine. That, I, that is one thing that never has bothered me, although I know sometimes it it bothers people where like, like Matt Damon, he's American and he's 
pretty much using an American accent. Right. Um, but I, I think that's okay. Bec- and like the, this is the King of France and he's just, you know, speaking in a British accent and stuff, you know, right, like right. It, it's just silly. Like that criticism never jived with me because I'm like, okay, but do we want them to do like fake French accents yeah. and speak in English? Cause that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it, I, I accept it as, as it is. And what's interesting about Matt Damon's character is he, you know, if you think about the the accent contextually, he's he's like lowbrow, so he's you know considered um a br- like a brute. He um doesn't know how to read. He's illiterate, and so like he's he's kind of lower class. And that to me in this kind of setting, that's what an American accent um mm. you know gives gives out. Yeah. Um, and then you know Adam Driver, he's obviously trying to be um more high high class he's trying to be you know in in the upper crust uh, and so he kind of puts on a british accent um which i think is funny um so you know it works for me in context mm. anyways so yeah this movie takes place in in uh i think like 1386 or something in yeah. france um and it follows the real story of of a woman who you know who has a trial and there's a trial by combat um and that that's what is called the last duel so um yeah i mean it's it's a very it's it's a very interesting and unique uh perspective that i think i think the film is is honestly trying to tackle how how people take certain uh certain events how how they they can twist it in their mind how certain people will you know, think of something as, as being, you know, one way. Um, and it, it, it just gets like slightly changed, slightly altered. And the things that they pick up on are the things that they care most about. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit different for each, each person in the, in the story. Um, and one of the most interesting things that I loved about this movie is there's something about, the small little details, the small changes where, you know, you're watching, you're watching the story in, uh, you know, in these three parts and, you know, in Adam Driver's section, he, you know, he will say something that earlier, you know, you thought Matt Damon said, you know, right. and so like there's these little moments where you're like, and then even, even more so just generally um, perspective wise, you know, the things that are shown in, in Matt Damon's section is um, is, uh, you know, more geared towards what he would he would be focused on. And people like, you know, p- people like him and he's kind of, you know, he doesn't he doesn't see you when people are talking around his back. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I, I, I don't know, it just gets changed and and in interesting ways. And it it keeps it engaging because obviously it could be very repetitive to right. see this movie, you know, three times basically. Um, yeah. As it's playing in the background, the movie actually just started the second perspective on uh, Adam driver's character. Yeah. We're watching it. Like I said, at the beginning in, in time. And it's interesting how um, that opening scene, there's new dialogue represented after the scene sort of, cuts to something different like there's just it's it's unique how there's new information being portrayed and i think really the editing of this film is fantastic yes because i agree um you never question where you are in the timeline 
which is very um, effective, I would say, yeah. and helpful as an audience member. This movie also doesn't feel long. It's two and a half hours long. And for me, at least, sitting through it, you're watching the same story told three times. How could that not feel long? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, though. And and I'd say that's a huge, like, bravo to the editing team and the way that they were allowed to show bits and drag and kind of string you along this plot. You know, it's it's very it's very well done. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting about it, too, is obviously, you know, in the first section, you kind of you get a very straightforward, neutral view of uh, it's almost the outsider's view of what yeah, happened, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, Matt Matt Damon's character obviously was not there, um, and so he, you know, he gets it t- retold to him. Yeah. Um. But but through th- that kind of gives you like the baseline of of things that are to happen. Um. And then through the other two, uh, you you get more new information from both of their sides, and so like. You know, this scene is new and and there's there's a lot of scenes that fill in where you were, you know, with Matt Damon's character and kind of visiting in that in 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 that perspective. Uh, but now you get to see sort of a different a different event. Um, and and that that is kind of why it doesn't it doesn't feel um, repetitive. It it doesn't feel repetitive and it doesn't feel like it it you know, it overstays its welcome. Either, yeah. You know, and I, I totally agree with you. Two and a half hours. It's a pretty, it's a pretty long movie. Yeah. For, um, for the most part, it's not, you know, it's no Irishman, but, <laughs> um, you know, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty long. And I, I don't know. I find usually there's, you, you have to, you have to, it's a commitment to watch, a movie that this that's this long um and for me this is this was one that i just like put on and and it just like zipped by yeah you know it was it was really it was a lot of fun to watch you know not just uh not just you know it was interesting but it's it's also very engaging and like the the trial element which is funny because it's a historical thing so you could just look up you know what happens um, but the, the trial element is one that's like, it's like the, the thing looming over the movie. Yeah. And by the end you're like, oh man, like this you're is ready. intense. You know, this is like, I'm, I'm so curious. I love who... the structural setup of this yes. movie. The yes. beginning, cause the beginning you see two knights going at each other in an arena fighting. And you're like, well, it's called the last duel. Like, I get it. And he's like, yeah, these are the two guys. <laughs> this is the duel. <laughs> and then it says, like, okay, now we're gonna give you the background of how this happened. And slowly, these pieces start coming together. Um, I love what you're saying about the outsider view with Matt Damon's character. He's a really special role in this film because he is not likable, but yeah. he's also so important. And you're engaged with his perspective, but the more you learn about the other characters' perspectives, the less interested you are in Matt Damon. He becomes mm-hmm. uh, he becomes very like falling to the background. In, 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 and and it actually, the the movie really does begin to like climax in a way when you get to um, the 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 wife's perspective around the rape. That's when things get like really exciting because yeah. you're like, I need to hear her side of the story. Now, I want to make this clear. I want to say this 
up front and forward. You know, obviously, when it comes to stomaching, I mean, Cameron and I have had extensive conversations about um, sexual content in films, let's just say. And, and the, I think this is, I mean, it's a its a very serious and very dark movie, but I want to say that this movie, I think, handles sexual actions very maturely, yeah, uh, very effectively. And I don't think it's actually like super crude either. The, the no. big thing I wanted to talk about with Game of Thrones is I feel like there's this strange HBO entertainment factor where they're like, there's just going to be boobs hanging out everywhere, you know? Yeah, and definitely in the first season, it totally like cooled down after the first season. Uh, well, I got through the first season. I, I Let know, me tell yeah. you. I mean, right? um, yeah, but but there there that's true, and that's I think that's part of the HBO model yes. in some ways. But but, I, but this, I, I totally agree. This movie is... Not crude, but it's very open about sort of the you know yeah. the the terrible things you know that are going on in the movie, and it it the you know the the sequence is very disturbing, yes. um, but it doesn't feel like it's exploit you know exploitative. It feels very um, real and earned yes um, there's not i mean and another thing to add and i don't know if this matters to the, the viewers but there's really like not a lot of nudity in the rape scene no right? no I, and and i think that is powerful on the film's part because i think almost a nudity would take away from the severity of the scene because they really focus yeah. on the two characters like faces and it's horrifying it is really it's really un unsettling uh, yeah the scene yeah right sure. and so i think that was like like just just sit back for a moment and and imagine if like hbo was doing a scene like this how silly almost like genuinely how silly well, the entertainment factor would roll in before the commentary it's it's um sort of you're you're half right because there there is a a, a rape scene in uh in game of thrones that is handled very very uh, maturely as right. well um so i i know what you're saying but but there's the yeah this movie i mean i think i think does it basically as good as you can and it's really tough because it's one it's a it's you don't want to like have your movie be like oh yeah that's a movie about rape you know and, and then have like a hot sex scene in it, right? yeah like, no it's, just be terrible it's terrible um bad optics just you know, yes, regardless yeah. but but you know two i I think this movie is not really about rape. It's it's more about the 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 whole thing that goes on around people, yeah. you know, who who've you know been victimized uh, like that. And um and I think it's a, it's actually a really important movie in some ways because of how um how elegantly it handles the the whole, you know, putting uh putting lady marguerite on trial um and it being you know that that's kind of what the focus of the movie is is about in a, in a large uh part and and you know obviously i'm a proponent a proponent of i want movies to handle things that are that are real i want movies to um you know be able to deal with things that are that are serious and are you know extremely um you know, tough sometimes. Um, 
but you know, you also don't want people to to be uncomfortable with you know with the su- subject matter. And like for some people, I imagine this movie is probably just you know not going to work for them. Yeah. Um, and that that's okay. You know, that's you know you know we don't have to say that this movie is for everybody. I don't right. know that it is. Um, but it's definitely um, it's it has an important perspective, and I think there's something about it that that I you know, I don't know. I just really, I really think it handles itself extremely well. Yeah. I mean, I watched the film with Jules. Yeah. And obviously like she comes with a different perspective than me. Right. Um, on, on sort of this stuff. And I was really interested in, in her perspective. I told her before, cause I had, I'd hung out with Tim the night that I watched it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, what's this movie like kind of about, you know, like, could I watch it with Jules is going to be bad. I know I asked you and he was like, yeah, like I think it's, I think it's okay to watch with her. And so I told her before I was like, Hey, this movie, you know, it's dealing with a rape and a he said, she said sort of thing. Yeah. And so that when the, when the scene comes up, it was difficult like to watch. And I think she, for her, she was like, I don't really like seeing this. This is obviously very effective and not mm-hmm. it's, it's unsettling me, but she was really fascinated and drawn in by a lot of the commentary and conversation. One of the things we were talking about when watching it is that the movie, I think it's setting and the conversation around a lot of the me too stuff and sort of the, the like, you know, obviously a lot of scoundrels in LA coming out as, and, and accused of a lot of things. A lot of people are accused and canceled in some regard. Right. I think what I like about this movie setting is that it's at a time where women are not really regarded as like valuable they're almost like half people in some regard like like there's a there's a line about like oh her being raped is like another man damaging another man's property and so like there's like this very like brutal disgusting dark age like you know setting um with this film and still there is like even a historical context and reality of like how difficult a situation like this is i feel like i think what i'm trying to say is that it's put back in time at a point where like there's less of there's less awareness about this thing Mm -hmm. and it handles it in a way that it feels like it would be in that actual historical setting where it's like people wouldn't be like yeah like it's time to go on medieval twitter and like cancel (laughs) this guy you know there's none of that like it's much more like um women didn't have the influence that they have today and what does it mean to bring something like this it strips away all the the political conversation of the modern day and this it, and puts it back in this setting and i think it kind of it presents um a perspective that i think is is um i don't know like it, it's i don't know if like refreshing is the right word but it's like because there's not all this political noise there's so much truth in this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, there's so absolutely. much like because of the setting, it's like we can just we can kind of um, make statements that are not like I don't know, like I, I'm not trying to get too political, but it's almost like a united perspective on, yeah. you know, the damages and evil of like, you know, <laughs> something horrendous that would happen like this, like, you know, and it's like, obviously, that should be something that is handled with you know, care and, and there's, I think there's really something gut turning about the, 
the men in this movie too. Um, but it's done in such a realistic and um I don't know. I don't know. I was just I was really impressed how it was handling such difficult material. I think that's yes. really what I'm trying to yes. get at. You yeah. Know? No, I a hundred percent. And it could very easily be uh, a movie that that's like um much less mature than it is yes, and much yes. m- much more like cringe and like oh yeah uh, yes women <laughs> you yes. know and 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 it it really it, it isn't it's very um it's a very sensible movie about about just people in general and and what what I also like about it is you know it's obviously its main focus is about the event you know and and sort of the fallout from that but it also handles things like like ego and like um you know how how people regard you for certain things mm. and like it's a very human story in that way because it's talking about things that you know we deal with uh, you know in everyday life and you know it's like this scene is is awesome to me that we're we're watching right now because you know you see this from the from the point of view of Matt Damon's character earlier uh, right. you know and he walks in and he's he's um, you know, he's very calmly protesting and then he retells it, you know, and it cuts and he retells what, what happened to, to Lady Marguerite. And then you, you, you end up seeing, you know, what is from Adam Driver's perspective, who you can't really trust, but, yeah. um, you know, him like making a complete fool out of himself. And, um, and I just find, I find so much of it, you know, so much of these moments really interesting where, you know, they they both think of themselves so differently than than how they think of each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just it's just a, a great little touch in this movie. Um, and again, it goes to sort of the maturity of how it it it's it's dealing with, you know, how how people really react to certain things um, and yeah. how, how people interact with each other. It's I think Adam Driver's character, I think this is one of Adam Driver's best roles. I want to I just want to say that right now. Yeah, out. he's great. I mean, he when you're watching it from his perspective, he really does charm you as an audience viewer, but you're also kind of like he's accused of something that's really bad. I don't know, like he's he's around bad people and bad influences and and yet, like, he presents his perspective as being like, oh, I was trying, like, I'm actually trying to help Matt Damon's character, you know? And, and yeah, so yeah. it's really, like, it's 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 very cleverly done. I, it's almost like, and I hadn't really considered that, is that his telling of his perspective, I only thought about in context of, like, the rape crime, but I never thought about it in context of, like, the way that he's seeing it's... I don't know how to explain this, but like the scenes with Matt Damon, I almost saw um, it. Something about those scenes was like convincing from um, his perspective because it was like, oh, maybe that's how it really did go down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. something where I was like, oh, I think that, I think that um, his perspective is my Adam Driver's perspective actually might be true up until the rape scene. You know. And yeah, it's weird how it's weird how like once the like his rape perspective begins, you're like, oh, this is this. You could see how he's he's skewing it in his mind in that moment. But I never step back to those earlier scenes 
and thought maybe he's skewing it then too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, one of them is skewing it because in you know Matt Damon scenes, he's saying you know the good things, and right? In Adam Driver scenes, he's but, saying the good. But, but that's but that's what I'm saying is like you kind of as the movie moves along, you begin to kind of throw out Matt Damon's perspective mm-hmm. because the other stuff is more juicy and exciting, and you're trying to figure out like what really went down. Um, but I just I hadn't considered that. That's actually. A, I don't know. I, I'm sorry if that's like kind of a weird. No, no. I think. I mean, I think it's true. I think he's he's inflating himself in in a lot of his sequences, and especially like like how it's it's so funny too because in even in Adam Driver's own t- retelling of what happened, it it it's pretty bad what what yes, he does. Yes, like, yes. And he, I, I think at some level he knows and there's like a little bit of guilt in, mm-hmm. in his perspective. Um, because, you know, he's afterwards he says like, well, you know, obviously she was protesting, but, you know, she had to, you know, and whatever else. And yeah. so like, so like he's, he's giving himself justification at the end of it all. Um, and but it wasn't, also, isn't that a historical bit as well? Right. Isn't there something like a because he calls it like a customary refusal? She's a lady. Yeah. Right? Well. Well. I mean, she's obviously married too. Yes. You know. So. So. Like. Obviously, she wouldn't be able to. You know, have an affair. That would. She. She would be. Um. She would be killed. Yeah. Um. So. You know. I. I mean. It's. It's. Yeah. It's. It, it's an interesting. I don't know. It's an interesting bit because. Um. He does not come off looking good after his <laughs> true <laughs> retelling true. of it. Um and and even, you know, even as much as he's trying to be, you know, noble and whatnot, um, it's it's pretty clear that he, you know, committed rape and, you know, is kind of trying to to justify it as like, oh, like, but she was actually interested in right, it, you know. Yeah, Juliana hates Adam Driver. So I think <laughs> it's so funny that this, like, she was like, oh, he's just the worst. And then, like, as the movie progressed, she's like, this is a great role for him. Like, <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, uh-huh, you know, it's funny. I think, I mean, I think his presence as an actor is so weird. Like, he's, I, I mean, Jules is like, he is not hot. She's always saying that. She's like, he is not hot, you know? And I look at him, he's like, yeah, he is he's a kind of a strange looking guy. Definitely. Um, yeah. But there's something about him that I I don't know. I think he's um he's great on screen. I like I like a lot of movies that I've seen him in. I yeah. I liked him a lot in like Black Klansman too. Oh yeah, uh, he's he is great in that. Um yeah, he it's it's funny. He he obviously takes roles that are some better than others like like all actors you know yeah um i hated him in a movie that came out this year called um L- logan uh, lucky no I'm just kidding. no what was no, that no. one um uh i think it's called a net um i don't know a terrible terrible movie it's a musical <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> Um, and yeah, if you could imagine him singing and just being a jerk, no, like I just can't, I can't do that. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, terrible movie, but, but I, I, I really like Adam driver. I think he's, um, he, like you said, he has a very interest, interesting screen presence. He's someone who like, he just has that look, you know, the look of a medieval knight or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know. There's something about him that, that you're like, wow. Well, okay. I think he's great in star Wars too. Yeah. I really yeah. do think that his, 
Um, yeah, he's, I feel like he is a, maybe this is the best description I can give for him. He is a great fit for a character that is like, you don't like, but you spend a lot of time on screen with, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, cause I, I think a lot about like, um, Anakin Skywalker's kind of whiny portrayal in, in Revenge of the Sith and how that's the best Hayden Christensen was like as Anakin Skywalker, you know, and it was still kind of hard to get through. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Whereas like Adam Driver's whiny Darth Vader, uh, character in in you know the the force awakens like he is a joy to watch on screen for me i'm like this guy is just like a kid like a power hungry kid that's like trying to be darth vader like it's like you want to see more of him even though you kind of despise him in some sort of way right Mm -hmm. but there's some intrigue with him and and i actually love adam driver a lot in um the last jedi too i think that's the best he is in the in those star wars definitely yeah um but yeah just Interesting guy. I want to talk a little bit about um, the the wife character. I don't know her name as an actress. What? I I can't remember. I I was let's trying pull to it think, up. Pull it trying up. to think of it because she plays an incredible role. She I mean, kills it in this movie. Yeah, legit. You know, probably I don't know. One of the best. I've never uh, seen her in anything. One of the best roles of of the year. For yeah, sure. she's most she's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jules said it. Her something about her eyes kind of reminds her of the the girl from Queen's Gambit, the Last Night in Soho. Uh, yeah, um, a little, a little bit. Um, so her name's Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer. Um, she like, is, major major props to her. Um, she, I, I guess she's done some like voice acting work. Um, oh, it's funny. She, she plays Ray's mother in, in, uh. The last or the rise of Skywalker. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So she she's mainly done like smaller things, uh, TV and whatnot. Yeah. Um, she was in uh, she was in Free Guy this year. Well. I love. Or no, she was in the soundtrack. For Free Guy. I, I loved know. her scene with her, where she begins to like take over the estate, like uh, civilization. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's like, so fun to watch. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh wow, this is like, I want, I want to be in like castle uh simulator yes or whatever, castle know? simulator you know like <laughs> yeah we need to get those oats on time use the horses you know that's no like she's she's super cool in it um and her relationship that comes out with like um matt damon's mother yeah like, that's a great like interaction awesome, between yeah. her and the mother and the scene where the mother's like i was raped like that is like whoa what a great like yeah moment she's like get over it like just yeah just move on with your life it's crazy and then the and i know we basically spoiled this movie also which we forgot sorry i I still think it's worth watching if you we didn't we didn't say who wins the duel that's that's true we won't we won't say it right um but there's a great twist towards the end of the trial before the duel takes place where um the wife character has the kid and suddenly her whole perspective changes and there's yes. like this yes. brief scene where she's like she is so like she has gone through so much change in no time in the movie uh but having a kid you know i haven't had a kid but apparently it has this prolific effect on you where like life suddenly has I think a it new does. look right? yeah i think it does um and she talks about she says this line it's something like I don't care about the truth. She says something like, 
what what does the truth matter? I would have lied about the rape so I could be here for this kid. You know, yeah. I have such after a deep... all of these, uh, you know, after yeah. like, you know, two hours basically of watching her, um, you know, be like one of the driving forces for, you know, what's about to the happen. truth because it's right. You know? Yes. Yes. And she and she basically by the end, she's like, well, I, I kind of don't care anymore because if I it would be way worse for me to be stripped away from, you know, from my my son. Yeah, you know. he needs to live. He needs to be loved and cared for, right? And so that's that. Suddenly, that elevates the final fight even more. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I was really concerned about the finale of this film. Let me say, because <laughs> me this, too. This me is, too. A little bit. This is where the movie for me, I felt, could probably derail into the into that political discussion that i didn't really want to be a part of you know i wanted to just kind of have this movie proliferate a lot of ideas and send them out there and sort of like have the audience begin to chew on some of the uh, on some of these truths because i feel like that like when when somebody begins to think about a very deep or difficult concept and they're presented information in a way that's like informative instead of but even in a narrative sense like it's informative but it allows you to sort of like explore this even if you didn't want to i think a lot about like different conversations in college around um like minimum wage and housing because i studied economics right there's there are these things that are like inherent needs for a person to be able to live um especially in the united states right and there's like this moral pull and then there's like a financial burden. And then there's this whole like political conversation about like, where do you land? Like, who do you choose? Right. And that sort of thing. And so this movie I felt was really setting up the viewer to have, begin a conversation in their brain around like rape and the repercussions of rape and the repercussions of accusing um, someone in, in a scenario and the yeah. pursuit for truth and justice and like there's all and these, like how high the stakes are yes, and yeah yes and so there's a there's a ton of great like um things being talked about and then this final duel comes forward and you're like the filmmakers can really i don't know where they're going to take this but i really hope it's not them shoving their ideas with this all down my throat yeah, is, is yeah. basically because I felt like the, the movie's ending, depending on how the duel goes down, right? It really could have veered into territory that wouldn't, that would almost make me shut off, you know, or make yeah. me not think about it more. And I think the movie does a great job with, you know, not only does it state a little bit of the historical endings, but even the further historical writings, that last scene about, um, the last bits of text, if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. Saying saying how like the rest of history panned out. Those even those last bits of text had me sitting there thinking, like, did huh? You know, like that's a, and I love that. I love how this movie continually makes you kind of struggle with these ideas and concepts, and even in its final moments, instead of tying a bow on a story instead of tying yeah. a bone saying like, this is how it is. You know, there's a lot of gray in this movie and definitely it's yeah. not saying that like me, when I say it's gray, it's not <laughs> saying that maybe rape's good. You know, not, that's not what it's <laughs> no, saying. No. It's taking it in a very mature way. Right. 
Um, nowhere in this movie is it is it saying anything like that. Um, and obviously, this is a hot hot topic in 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 almost 2022 still, right? And it sh- and it should be. It's a very serious thing. But like the way that this movie discusses it. I feel like really moved me more than I've ever heard in any political conversation about this. Yeah. It really not only entertained me, but like forced me to explore this conversation, you know? Yeah. And yeah. In, in the best way too, you know, where it like compels you and you're, you're left thinking about things um, and like you said, it's just a very, very entertaining movie. Um, and yeah. it deals with, deals with these serious things extremely maturely and extremely openly, um, which, which is, is great. I mean, I, you say that there's, there's gray, um, there's a certain amount of gray, yes. especially in, in terms of her sort of 180, um, where she says like, oh, I, I, you know, maybe I don't want to do this. Anymore. Right. You right. know, and, and that is one of the most powerful, um, uh, one of the most powerful moments of, of her recognizing that now she's a mother and now, you know, this is, um, this is something that is serious and could leave her kid an, an orphan. Um, but at the same time, it's very black and white in terms of its moral prescription yes <laughs> it's, it's, so it, it leaves nothing yeah. on the on the table in terms of that um and 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 i think the brutality of the movie in a lot of ways is is a message in uh, as well yeah know? this movie has a lot of sword violence and everything too yeah in there and the final duel is brutal it's pretty <laughs> gnarly it's pretty awesome yeah yeah they, i i have to say when the violence is going down i was shielding juliana's eyes like, you can't, i was like you cannot see this first of all this is this is brutal and she was like i don't want to see it i don't want to see it just tell me what happens and i was watching it and i was like yeah but like this is like this is the fight you've been waiting for. Oh yeah, the whole yeah. movie. It feels fulfilling, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And it's it's awesome too because because it's it's one of those great. Um, I don't know, uh, like how historically accurate or anything this fight is or whatever. Like that's not what I'm saying, but it's one of those fights where you're like you're totally not sure who's gonna win, and it feels like like at any moment they could just they could just kill like yeah. <laughs> fall over and die you know yeah. and it's it there's something about yeah i love the way that that fight scene was filmed too and and just like just how like rough it looks um it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty gruesome i like some of the there's also a couple mini combat scenes like the the, the scene with the flaming arrow that goes in the mm-hmm. guy's head yeah and like um you see a lot of well Again, it's his perspective, but you see a lot of um, Matt Damon's like bravery in that scene with the arrows flying off his arm. He's not even moved. Yeah, but yeah. he's like, "Come on, let's fight!" You know, like <laughs> it's like that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, but but again, like you said, it's his perspective, and yeah. who knows like if that's if that's actually the case because we don't get to see that again. You know, well, none of the characters ever dispute his strength in combat. That's true. Which yeah. is which is something that is consistent. Yeah. And they say he might be a fool, but I would never challenge him in combat. Yeah, don't you know? bet against exactly <laughs> against it. Right, and which makes yeah, yeah. So excellent choice, Cameron. Yeah, uh, for for closing out um, 2021, this movie absolutely tanked. Right. 
Yeah, it did not do very well. Because um, so, I, I mean, I heard about this film actually from a podcast. They were talking about it, and they were like, "Any other year in this movie would have been huge." Probably, uh, it could be true. And what's so funny too is like you—you you never know. But um, but obviously, Spider-Man blew out box office oh yeah like throw away our our episode two episodes ago like i mean we did mention that spider-man was gonna be big but it is yes it's it's like it's brutalizing the box office right now i think it's i think it's on track to beat infinity war or something um i mean (laughs) let's not talk about spider-man because (laughs) yeah but but you're right that this movie i'm i'm just looking at the um uh the box office numbers so yeah. Um ooh, yeah, worldwide gross um was about 30 mil. So not good. Not good. Not um, very good. How much yeah. did the movie cost to make? I don't know. <laughs> Probably more than 30 mil. Could, it could be. But that that's the thing is like this this was filmed I'm sure um you know in sometime in 2020 uh, 2020. Um, and they probably just, you know, cooked it for a long time. You know, they, yeah. were, they were just sitting on it. Um, great costume design in this movie. I know it's random, but great costume design, great hair. Yeah. Work, hair and makeup. The is sets really good. too, I think. Yeah. I mean, are just like so awesome. And, and you never question like, oh yeah, this, this doesn't seem like medieval there's, France. There's you know? a lot of movies that do medieval and they do it terribly. Yes, it's true. And yeah, like 100%. you break immersion, you see the power lines in the background of the scene, you know. <laughs> I will say this movie is always like cloudy. Mm-hmm. And there was a part of me that was like, okay, this is like, I know, like it was almost like, you know, when they shoot, when there's a scene in Mexico, it's always orange, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it kind of felt like when it's a medieval movie, it's yeah, cloudy, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh um, no! What? <laughs> I yeah. just saw the budget. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. You want to guess? There's a lot of big actors. I'm gonna like over hundred. It's a hundred bill. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, it absolutely. <laughs> yes, got, it was got slaughtered. It got well. Never mind. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say a sharp object goes through the mouth. All yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it definitely of of the last duel. Yeah, that's what happened to it. Yes, man. <laughs> Yikes. That oh yeah, this movie deserves better than that. I agree. And and what's funny too is like this was obviously a late viewing of mine. I um I hadn't seen it until until earlier this week, but it definitely shot up for me of you know the the top of this year. I mean it's it's a it's a great period piece and historical movie, and it's also just like um just really entertaining and keeps you on your toes. And there's there's something very cathartic about the way that it's structured, like you said, yeah. where you see it, you know, from sort of the outside perspective, and then you you get the the details, and then you know, as they mentioned, the truth. Um, but you know, it's it's also just like such a such a good ride to to be there and to like to see how you know, people are, are reacting differently. Like it's, it's just, it's just a lot of, a lot of fun for a movie. Um, yeah, especially for, that, that deals with such a serious topic. It's, it's not, it never feels like dour, like depressing or anything. Like it always feels very purposeful. Um, and one other thing that I was going to mention earlier, we were talking about, you know, her, um, becoming mother and, you know, that kind of, uh, changing her, her perspective. Um, 
I think that's the, one of the movie's big strengths is that it takes takes things like motherhood, takes things that are very like classical concepts, um, you know, the family and, um, you know, in some ways, I like a very moralistic sense of like right and wrong and like people getting their their just desserts and and even you know this movie says um like this is the 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 fate of the duel is is going to be like god's justice basically right yeah and it takes those things very seriously um with within the context of of the movie there's no like mocking of of like her becoming a mother um mm-hmm. there's no there's no mock of being like oh now you you know you changed your mind or whatever you know there's there's no the the film's perspective is very i think reverent of of some of these concepts um, yeah even the idea of like fate getting you know getting its way um mm-hmm. i think i think it actually takes that pretty seriously as a concept um, yeah and yeah. You know, I mean, to, to to this film's credit, it's it's that's hard to do in the modern age. I think you know when you're talking about <laughs> these sorts of things, it it could be very easy to be like, ah, yeah, but like people people get away with stuff all the time or whatever, you know. And it's yeah. like it's it's definitely it treats it with a lot of respect. I think. I just want you to hear this as an audience member. This movie is a movie that has a lot of mature elements it has brutal scenes it has scenes that make you uncomfortable it even tackles one of the hottest you know political conversation points around rape which has been talked about a lot uh and it still somehow remains engaging is entertaining and extremely uh i think moving yeah, towards the end of the film, and I, the more I think about this movie, the more it probably sounds like we're crazy as we're talking about <laughs> it. If you haven't seen it, which you haven't, okay, yeah. let's be honest, most people haven't seen this movie. True. Yeah. Um, I am just kind of shocked about this film. Now, do I think it's one of the best movies I've seen this year? Yeah. Do I think it's a movie that I'm going to think about all the time? Probably not. Yeah. Um, it is kind of contained. I don't know if if that makes sense. Definitely, it, yeah. it feels like it's something that you watch, you chew on, and you're like, "Wow, that was good." Um, but I don't know if I'm like jumping to revisit it like some other movies this year that I've seen. Yeah, and I I just think that it by itself, it's surprising how I I think it's I think. Probably how I feel about this movie is it's surprising probably how universally liked this movie will probably be. Mm -hmm. I I know maybe it's too early because a lot of people haven't seen it. But like even someone like my dad, who he's pretty sensitive around content. Like I grew up in a Christian home, very strong Christian man. This movie, I was like, you know, I watched this movie. It's pretty mature. And I was like, but it was good. And I think. Like, I think if you watched it and kind of gave it a chance, I think he would be like, wow, that was actually really, uh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Even though it's difficult, you know? Yeah. I think, like, I don't know. I, yeah, this, this movie is, I don't know why I thought of the Scarlet Letter just for a second. 
Um, there is something there's a little elements of that. There's yeah. there there are some elements of this this movie's story, although it is historical, that feels like literature in 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 some way. It's Definitely. it's surprising yeah. that it's historical, obviously dramatized, but because even reading this story in a historical account would probably it's probably still gripping in some way yeah like, you know like yeah, it's like yeah, on paper it sounds crazy yeah right so putting it in a movie also that batman that that i'm sorry i know watching, that oh, that is so stupid the, we laughed at that for so long i was like what is that and we're talking about a scene where adam driver like picks up the glove during the court and like he like flips his cape <laughs> not sure why he does that but it's very weird it's very batman it's very anyways. flamboyant yes um yeah, really surprised by this movie. I think if you if you don't have anything to watch on a weekend, you have something now. Put it on, yeah. yeah. It's it'll it'll not only just leave you very moved, but it's also like such a fun ride for, you know, two and a half hours. And like if you like this it feels like a like it could be like a mini series or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's got it's got enough density that it just yeah, it just feels feels great. You I, could totally watch it like in three parts too. Yeah, you could. Yeah. yeah. I, think. I, I get I think you get sucked in. Yeah. And and you get more of the little details um, yeah. when you watch it all, all together. I agree. I agree. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Just just an awesome movie. It really, really. Um, yeah. Can't say enough good things about it. Um, other than the content warning, obviously. Um, I think this movie is for everybody. Mm. Um and obviously, you know, if if you're sensitive about certain things, you, you know, this might not be a good movie to watch. Yeah, this. Um, I mean, we've been talking about it. The rape scene will make you uncomfortable. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I I would hope that a rape scene in a movie would make you uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? And it's and it's like like we said, it's not like extremely graphic, no. uh, but it is very intense and it's very disturbing for sure. Yeah. Um. But you know, other than other than the the actual content of it, um, I would say there's you know people. I think if they gave this movie a chance, they would like it. Even people like like Jules, who doesn't like <laughs> fantasy yes. movies or you know medieval setting movies, um, there's enough compelling about this movie that it it just you know. I don't know. I I don't I don't see anybody being like, oh yeah, I don't like that movie because it's it's got french people in the yeah the 14th she, I mean, century she doesn't like adam driver she doesn't like medieval or fantasy or anything like that i was surprised that some of the ideas um around you know a, a woman speaking out and you know coming forward with accusations around this like so those concepts for her she was like kind of taken back by this movie. She was like, "Wow, like this this movie has a lot to say." I as like she kept saying like as a woman, I feel like this is um this is like really good. I feel like this is something this is a perspective that isn't explored with this kind of t- uh I guess voice, you yeah. know? I it's it's um it's kind of hard to 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 describe. And and the wife character, she has, I mean, she really thrives like when we were talking about like the castle management uh, yeah, part, yeah. but like she had like her, her life and, and sort of like, there's like this abundant conversation around her being like not happy with her husband that she's like shipped off with for like business purposes, you know, like it's, 
But also, also like there, there being a sense of like duty and responsibility to right. him. Um, and you know, she, she obviously, you know, it seems like she is doing things right in, in some ways where like she's, she's not, uh, she's obviously not happy with his mother either, but you know, she's, she's kind of trying to, to, to make the best of it. And, and then, and then there's also moments where, you know, in Matt Damon's section, he comes back and he doesn't even remember yelling at her for, right. for being, you know, in that, in the dress. Um, but, yeah, the dress scene was, but in, in her telling, you know, it's so, I don't know if you notice this just cause we're watching it. The colors are different in each perspective Yes, too, which is really a, it's, a it's cool, cool touch. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously gives gives a you know flavor and a character to to you know these scenes that would have been you know basically just the same shot over yeah. and over again. Um, yeah. yeah, but but you know in her in her retelling that's like very shameful and like embarrassing for her, you know. Yeah. Um, and and obviously it's it's a sticking point, especially because there were like three scenes where they're talking about like oh should I get a dress? No, yes, maybe. You yeah. Know? Um, and then there's like, you know, there's obviously the, the, the shame about, you know, what, what goes on. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Last duel. We recommend it. I, I can totally see your argument for like the, the recommendation or the recommendation of for everyone. Um, I think you're right. The content is tough. Um, I think maybe immature people might be turned off by this film. Um, and I could see some people that maybe don't think that the film explores some aspects of its content enough, or maybe it doesn't like doesn't handle it fully. But for for me, I I felt like it actually helped me consider things I had never thought about um, with with a situation like this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it, like many good movies do. Yes. You know? Yes. So we highly, I highly recommend um, the last duel. Me you know, too. you're gonna get a sword fight in there, so. definitely, and it's gonna be an awesome one. It's that. yeah, <laughs> most definitely, Cameron. Thank you, thank you for the recommendation. Uh, any any announcements or anything about the end of the month or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Well, um, we're gonna try to set up a time where we watch West Side Story. Um, it's hard because I'm I'm still like in love with licorice pizza and I want you to see that, but I think, I think it'll be a more interesting discussion to talk about West side story. Cause I think you'll just, you'll just like licorice pizza and you know, it'll be, yeah. it'll be just a good time. But I'm, I'm curious because <laughs> I, I kind of want you to, to hate West side story. Uh, so we can yell about it. Uh, um, <laughs> I, just, I hate musical. I don't understand like why this isn't going through your thick brain. Cameron. I, I know. I know. But um, like, I don't want to watch people just break out a song, dance around. I'm like, jeez, oh, dude, a bunch of clowns <laughs> on screen. Like, it's so weird, dude. This is my favorite scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> if you can guess what scene we're watching right now, <laughs> think about this. What? It's probably like an hour and 30 minutes in. Let's just say that there are some horses. Hmm. That's Cameron's favorite scene. <laughs> so, um, All right. Well, I think that wraps it up, Cameron. Thanks so much. We don't know if the video is going to turn out for this. Yeah, um, who knows? But we hope you guys have a great holiday. Uh, yeah. Great Christmas. Enjoy some time off. So um, with that, we will see you next Monday. 
Cinema Spectator is an ECFS Productions podcast that is fully funded on Patreon.com. Shout out to our producers, Darren O'Neill, for supporting the show and to the rest of you that support us at patreon.com slash ECFS Productions. If you want to learn more about the benefits you can get, check out our Patreon. The show cannot happen without you great listeners, so we thank you for all your kindness and support.